0: Welcome to Speaking of Humanity. I'm Nahama Robinson, developer of the Unconflict Personality System for supporting relationship. www.unconflict.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode in this Speaking of Dating Profile series. With me today is Ray. Welcome, Ray. So great to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself and share something that you would like our audience to know about you?
1: My name's Ray, I'm 24. Um, I'm a writer, I'm a actor, model, stuff like that. Things in the entertainment industry are kind of my thing.
0: Super interesting. So what can you tell me about really anything about your dating history, what you're looking for. Um, I mean, we're here to talk about you as someone who is single, who is looking. So what should we know about that?
1: Well, I'm looking for a woman. I don't really have a type necessarily. It's not really been repeating the same thing over and over. It's been more like exploring the kind of people I like. I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm a very big personality kind of person As for physicality even even that is nothing's the same i work constantly with people that are quotations around the pretty folk and honestly they're some of some of them are just are not great looking on the inside it's just (laughs) the reality of it and i i just i don't have any interest
0: when you think back to what you might call the best relationship you've had, like the relationship that you look back on most, or if there's more than one, uh, but any relationship you've looked back on and you have fond memories of it, and you know why it ended, and and you realize that it definitely wasn't the right fit for you in terms of in a big picture kind of way, but you really had some good times, and it. it there are some memories that you really cherish from it. Do you have a relationship that you could say that about? Um, honestly,
1: that's most of them. I, 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 I don't really. Ha- I haven't for the past few years had a relationship where I could say it's terrible. Like there was one back when I was in high school. Uh, you know, you know how high school relationships go. No one really mm-hmm. knows what they're doing. Just you're feeling your way through, and those ones never turn out great. But since then. I honestly, I, to be honest, I'm friends with almost all of my exes still. They are still the close cool. friends of mine. I, I cherish those people because they've become such a big part of my life. Even if it's not romantic, I don't really have the belief in just. I don't know. Once you break up with someone, you never have to see him again. I just That's think awful. there's a lot more to you. You know, people are meant to be in your life, even yes. if it's not for a romantic sense. It, they can just be your friends.
0: Absolutely, I think I think that's great. I think that's really great.
1: Someone that's one of my best friends now, um, actually, and she's an amazing human being. Um, someone that I've I've connected. I, I really don't think I've ever connected as deeply with someone in my entire life. But one of the first things I remember was she took me to this tea shop. We had tea. And it was, it was good. It was one of the, one of the first times I ever, you know, met her in person.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, We hit it off very well. And she's, she just looks at me and says, do you want to go to my favorite spot in, in Utah? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, yeah, I would love to like, just go. And we, we got blankets and we, she, she drove us all the way up to this top of this hill that overlooked the whole, like the whole of Utah, you could just see everything, the whole expanse. We put a blanket down and just sat there and talked for hours. And it was so weird. The experience was everything just kind of got let out. Like there was this feeling of full and utter comfortable, like comfortability where Mm. there were no secrets, even though we've only known each other that day. Mm. And it was one of the oddest experiences I've ever had in my life. And I guess that's a big reason that her and I are still gone. I'd say wow. she's one of my best friends. The day.
0: So, so then why wasn't it a good long-term relationship fit?
1: Um, I, I'll, I can't give away a lot of, uh, sure. the, of the exact reasons.
0: Of course and yeah. also
1: I just don't think it's absolutely fair to say it's for one specific reason there's there's a, a few one one is profession mm. um, you know it's it's that that is I guess one of them as well as honestly my heart just said that this person is meant to be in your life, but as for romantically, eventually it's going to have to be cut off and stop because the, my heart and my gut just told me that there was no, there was no kids and marriage future kind of a thing, you know, cause eventually I want that years along the way, like from now or whatever ends up being. Mm-hmm. Um, but my heart and my gut said, that's not the path this person will lead you to. And I, I listened to my gut very often. Absolutely. I I, just, I refuse not to because it's I have this belief that my guts never gonna do me wrong.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I sort of uh I think I might know your answer to this question but uh, you know I'm going to ask and and let you tell me what is your biggest takeaway from th- I know you're still friends so it's not a past experience in terms of connecting with that person, but the, the dating that is now in the past, what is your biggest takeaway from that experience?
1: My biggest takeaway is you never, you absolutely never know what someone's gonna bring to, I, I, for mm-hmm. the lack of words, the table. It's <laughs> so many people are so different and you can learn something and experience something from every single person there is on the planet earth.
0: Mm-hmm. And it will
1: always be new even if you had a similar experience with somebody like it will always be absolutely new because it's not with that same person. Mm-hmm. Something small will be different and that makes it an entirely new experience mm. and something that you can cherish to a point where, I mean, that's, that's the thing is cherishing every second. That's kind of what I love to do. Yeah. Even if it's not very long. Yeah. I absolutely like, I, I don't, I don't really have any bad memories of even people I've known for a day.
0: Yeah. 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 And that does lead us into. Uh, discussion of personality type, which is, you know, that's what I do. Uh, mm-hmm. So before before we started recording, we had a conversation to determine your personality type, mm-hmm. and what we concluded is that you are a physical change maker with two strong bodyguards: physical explorer bodyguard and physical connector bodyguard. So, what's really interesting is that what you just said about just being in the moment and very much appreciating the moment, that specifically indicates that really points to one of your bodyguards, which is the physical explorer bodyguard. It points to that bodyguard certainly being very strong and well established and well developed. Your core personality, which is physical change maker, um. So, what that really says is that you are, as as you said earlier, a strong personality, uh, a force to be reckoned with, and um, the other bodyguard, physical connector, is really when when you need to deal with logistics, when you need to be specifically. I guess I don't know. If, for lack of a better word, I'll say reliable. You know, when when you know that you need to be sort of predictable because your core personality, the physical change maker as well as the physical explorer, um, definitely predictability is not. You know that that's not a top priority. You know, you it's <laughs> almost the opposite, right? Oh, and yeah. so, but but there are times in life when you know. That you want people to be able to count on you in a certain way because then they will hire you, engage with you in in, in the way that's important for you. Um, And so when you have that, you know, when that comes into play, when that's relevant to your situation, your circumstance, relationship, whatever's going on, that's when you would tap into the physical connector, um, the physical connector bodyguard. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of, you know, that's sort of the overview. Um, What I want to do is really get into a discussion about what personality type I think is most likely to have long-term compatibility with you. So what I will say is that as a core physical change maker, in order for you to for the relationship that you're in to be healthy long term, it's really important that the other person have just the right balance of confidence in themselves, um, so that they're not completely just bowled over. You know, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Kind of mowed down by your personality, you know, to say it bluntly. But it's just obviously naturally, right? Given your personality, you want someone who naturally is not going to be threatened or overwhelmed just by who you are naturally, right? Um, and that's
1: that. Yeah, just kind of like small little add to that on the yeah. side is that's actually something I've experienced quite a few times, and that's why quite a few times it just hasn't worked out is because yeah. and that's one thing is when I realize it, I don't mean to do it ever. Like I just, I just don't realistically like when I'm by myself with somebody else, I'm surprisingly quiet. I'm a pretty quiet person because I also like, I'm comfortable in silence. I'm, but I'm also comfortable being active and talking to people and like, but you're right. Like there's been a lot of times where, yeah, people, it's not my intention, but get bowled over. And the most, well, the, the longest and the best relationships I've had, have been someone who could have that confidence and to um I wouldn't say match because right. everything's yeah. so different you can you can match yeah. things in a million different ways yep yep and I and I feel like a lot of times it's I don't know being present sometimes or being able to be comfortable with handling the back and forth I guess in a relationship. Mm
0: it is a balance between that person having confidence and not it not being someone who would end up ultimately constantly in confrontation with you mm-hmm. so it has to be like you say there's ma- there are many different ways it, it can sort of manifest and it has to be a confidence that does not sort of organically become competitive with your confidence. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, And so definitely right off the bat, I would exclude another physical change maker. I don't, that's not, that's not what you want. (laughs) Um, And in thinking about you know, there are different personalities that are confident in different ways. So what I want to do is I do want to ask you a few more questions about the relationships you've had, about um, your takeaways in terms of specifically things that don't work for you um, so that I, I can sort of get a clearer, clearer picture. Um, so I know you said that all the women you've dated have been really different, different physically, different. Personality-wise, um, generally, would you say the element of creativity is that something that you know some were more creative, some were less creative. There was no kind of thread throughout, or were they all maybe in very different ways, but maybe they were all creative on some level?
1: Um, absolutely, I would say creative, just just on the sense that the wants to create your own thing or to experience something that, I mean, no one's experienced or because I'm not someone that sits and I, I I'm not going to lie. Like I, I may be a 24 year old dude, mm-hmm. but I don't play video games. I don't sit at home and watch TV constantly. Yes. Like I'm not going to lie to you. Like this, the stuff I do is here's an example. Um, I was driving the other day through a canyon and saw a lake and I liked the lake. So I took a canvas over there with an easel and I started painting. I just mm-hmm. sat there by myself and painted and no one knew where I was for hours. And I, cause I turned off my phone and yeah. I just wanted to be alone. And I didn't tell anybody until like two days later, what I did because they like, where were you? Like we thought you died. Oh no. <laughs> That happens. I'm not going to lie all the time because mm-hmm. well, I, Deep, not even deep. It's very almost on the surface. Mm-hmm. Creativity is very special to me. Mm-hmm. To be able to sit down and create anything. Like, I mean, God, I anything. Just mm-hmm. the other day, I had a wild hair up my butt. <laughs> and yes. I pulled together five other writers and I've I'm now in the process of creating another book. And I Ooh. the only reason I wanted to do it was because I wanted to create a book that all the proceeds go to charity. That's, that's it. I just got a wild hair where I just felt like doing it. And I did it that same night and now it's two weeks later and I have 25 writers on board with the whole thing.
0: Wow. Wow. Wow.
1: It was, it was super cool. It was a cool feeling that there's so much other people that are just creative and I wanted to just pull people into this, this thought. And I just was so passionate about it because like it took one day and next thing you know, mm-hmm. I had a Zoom call with a bunch of people and now everyone's doing it just out of just to, to be kind and to earn money to just give to a charity. And mm-hmm. I mean, like every ounce of the proceeds, I, I refuse yeah. to take a single bit of it because I don't want it.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't need it. Wow. Wow. And all these
1: other people felt the same way. And it was amazing to just have that all come together and happen because one day I was like, I want to do this. So I did it.
0: You obviously encounter a lot of people. You work with a lot of people. Um, I know you said that in the entertainment related work that you do, you won't really meet people that you would connect with personally, but it sounds like for this kind of project, for example, that you were just describing, there might be other people. There might be women who you might connect with. So, is it possible? Do you feel like, oh, there could be someone in that group that you would want to date that you think could work out or not? Uh, I just want to hear whatever you're comfortable sharing about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there, there's a lot of hang-ups. I, I'm not going to lie. I do have hangups. Of course, everyone has hangups. One of mine happens to be that I don't like to date people in the entertainment industry of any kind. And I mean, I mean, I, I've, I've dated singers and rock bands that are all over the place. I've dated uh, people in the adult industry. <laughs> I've dated um, actors. I've dated, well, act- actresses. I've dated writers. I've, I've dated a wide variety. And mm-hmm. some I got along with, and they're still great friends of mine that just didn't work out. And some I didn't give a chance to, but they're good friends now because, mm. well, I... I wanted them to be my friend because they're amazing human beings. And I would mm-hmm. never exclude someone who's just f- fantastic. Right. Right. Um, as for the possibility of dating them with my hangup, I, a lot of past experiences have definitely influenced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a big thing for me that work doesn't come home with me. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've very deeply discovered is It's it's very hard to come home and everything becomes work again because the person Mm. that you're dating is doing the exact same thing and all they want to do is create and and like it's twenty four seven. To me, having gone through a couple of those experiences has made me almost stop wanting to create at all. Like I have a hard time working with people I'm dating because um God, i i just don't i i worry yeah that i will start hating that person because i never get a break from work mm-hmm. i don't get to come
0: home absolutely
1: it's almost like it's a melded situation
0: so my next question is sort of a personal question um i mean you can make it as personal as you want to make it mm-hmm. but um i'm really trying to kind of I'm trying to figure something out, honestly. Uh, so, just answer answer in whatever way you're comfortable. When you're in a relationship that you're happy in, that in that moment you're you're still in the place of feeling like it has long term potential. Mm-hmm. And and this again, it's it's sort of a delicate question. And answer in whatever way you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. What, how would you describe the balance of giving and receiving? between you and that person do you feel like it's equal do you feel like you kind of you're an amazing giver but ultimately um you end up receiving maybe more than you give you end up giving more than you receive how would you describe and it's all good because every relationship is different there's no Mm -hmm. in it's a relationship doesn't have to be 50-50. It's, it's what works for the two people. So I'm not asking that at all in a way of, oh, do you not give as much? It's more, I, I want to get a flavor for the dynamic that really works for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so in, in whatever way you feel comfortable answering that question.
1: Um, so that the answer to that question is a little bit long, I think a little bit longer. Um, so... In the past relationships, I, I won't lie, I've kind of come to the realization that I do tend to give a lot of support and a part of me, I wouldn't say a part of um, some sometimes I do find myself having to kind of almost ask for the support mm. and other times I've had to prove that I deserve the, 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 the support, which... Mm there, there's been a several instances like, um, like throughout the years, like this, these are just random ones through an assortment of people. Um, one was, uh, it was, it was, a, it was just, you know, it's, it's fair to doubt. Absolutely. And you know, you care about the somebody, so you want to know your, you want to let them know your concerns. But I started a company and I didn't know how to start a company, but I did it anyways. I did everything. I, I mean, I literally. I I learned how to talk to suppliers. I learned how to talk to everyone all by myself. I didn't read any books about how to do this from a top businessman in you know New York or something. I I didn't do anything like that. I learned and I studied and I I created a business that actually is is doing well. But when during that time, there was a lot of there was a lot of doubt. Of what i was doing and they didn't ask me questions or anything about what i was doing to make it work or anything like that it was more like you have to do this you have to do that and i was being told to do and i i'm not gonna lie i'm hard-headed and i don't i every time someone tells me i can't do something or that i should do it some other some certain way i don't i find my own way to invent something every time and no it's not great i've failed failed a lot of times because of it but at the same time i've also succeeded a lot of times and it it kind of didn't feel great to have to fight against my partner on something that i fully believed i could do every step of the way until i i created it and i made it happen and then what happened was i got an apology saying i should have i should have had your back on this i i'm sorry that i doubted you which that was that was that was nice to hear. but at the same time, you know a part of me would have liked to be supported as much yeah. as I supported everything she was doing you know yep. and I, that's one thing I never do is I never I never tell anyone they can't do anything
0: right' to, right. to a
1: fault, I will support anybody even if I'm not in a relationship with them. If someone right. says they want to do something, you can absolutely do it because that's if you want to do it hard enough, if you say the words I'm going to do this, Yes, it's going to happen. I fully mm-hmm. wholeheartedly believe in that. Yes, yes. And the second you start telling yourself that you can't, that's when you can't. Yeah. But as long as you hold your head up high and you rush towards something, yeah. no matter how hard it will be, it will happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Again, very. So, yeah. uh, Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, very, very physical change maker of you. Hello, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> um. So that was very, very useful. Uh, That was really, really very helpful information. Um, I wanna ask you a completely different question now. Have you ever been in a relationship with someone who might have had a tendency towards kind of anxiety in any way?
1: Absolutely. Anxiety, I I think that's the thing is everyone has anxiety. Everyone has depression. It's all varying degrees, of, of course yeah but everyone on the planet earth has that and, and has to cope in some way
0: how do you yeah. respond how do you when you're in a relationship with someone and uh you know they, something you know they suddenly they you know, for whatever reason you know um they're starting to feel anxious about something um how would you respond to that
1: oh communication communication is the cornerstone in my, in my for my belief first and foremost, the most important thing for any relationship, especially when it comes to anxiety or depression or anything else, is communication. Communication, I believe, is the most important thing in, God, anything, even not even with not a partner. It's just in life, communication is key. And for someone that's having anxiety, communication can help so much. So There's-
0: how would you if you're in the, imagine yourself in the moment, you're in the moment with someone, you've been in a relationship with them, you know them well, um, and the anxiety that they're having has nothing to do with you, nothing to do with the relationship. There's just other stuff going on and they're just sort of feeling stressed and sort of, it, it, it's sort of kind of triggering, l- triggering a little bit of an anxiety that they're feeling and you want to support them, be helpful, what kind of thing, what kind of communication would you sort of naturally engage with or naturally what's something you might naturally say to them or how how would you communicate to them in that moment?
1: So that's the biggest thing on that one. I, I think I can give a few examples of course and things to come off the top of my head right now are along the lines of, I, I don't, I don't coddle people like in a way that's, I hate using the word coddle, but it's the word I, it's what word I'm going to. Oh, I totally get it.
0: Things. No, 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 no. I a hundred percent hear you. No, that's a perfect word. I no problem with that word. Yeah. Uh, go on. I totally get it. Continue.
1: So I, 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 my biggest thing is picking someone up and picking them up in a way that is not them leaning on me. Like, like I'm carrying somebody. It's uh-huh. No, I, I help someone help me pick them up. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. biggest thing, I've had a, a couple instances where because of what I do, I, 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 I'm a male model. I am an actor that has to have romantic scenes in some things they do. And yeah. there's been instances where I've had to talk to my partners and be like, okay, I sit down with them and I go over the script with them and let them know this is what I'm going to be doing. And I, I ask them are there any parts that you're absolutely uncomfortable and you cannot deal with? Right. Right. And the communication on that is, is key because as long as they know what's going on and they, they, they know that I care what they, they think, I care what they, like I, I truly do. I don't want someone to be triggered or anxious. Right. And of course they're going to be anyways, but I want to diminish it as much as I possibly can and still do my job.
0: There is a personality type that I think could be the best fit for you. And what I want to do is I'll kind of explain that personality type and see how that sounds to you, see what you think. I think that the personality type that might really be very compatible on a long term in a long term relationship with you would actually be an ideas connector the superpower of ideas connectors is that the sheer volume of thoughts and feelings that are going on in their mind at any given time is exponentially greater than any other personality. Something about ideas connectors that they sort of have that ability to manage all those thoughts and feelings. And just like any other personality, ideas connectors, all personalities can, be, can struggle, can uh, be more mature, less mature, more balanced, less balanced, right? I mean, all That's these- You know all the factors, but I would say that someone who's an ideas connector who is relatively mature and balanced, who who's had life experiences that they've really used to develop themselves, um, would be a really great fit for you. And 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 sort of so this is why. So generally, ideas connectors are people who have. A lot of irons in the fire at any given time, and they have a profound ability to see different perspectives. So they can actually, because they do, turn. Inter- they're constantly internally, they're constantly holding simultaneously opposing feelings and thoughts, because that's what's going through their mind. Mm-hmm. So a gift for being able to. Be okay with it, essentially, and and sort of accept what to most people would possibly feel like mutually exclusive thoughts and feelings. And for them, they can they can hold it all out in one space. Um, and so they're very and again very sophisticated thinkers. So they they're very very sensitive to nuance. Um, And they would never be one to say, oh, there's one right way or one wrong way. That's just, they they wouldn't do that. It's not their way at all. If anything, um, they can often be good peacemakers because if they're in a situation where there are lots of people with different opposing points of view, they have the ability to understand both sides in a sophisticated way to the point where then they have the ability to bring more of a um, resolution, you know, to bring, to, to, to help those people connect where most people look and say, oh my gosh, those people are just saying the opposite thing. They'll never agree. There's nothing that can be done to, to kind of bring that together. And ideas connectors will be able to um, in many cases because it's just their gift. They have that ability. It's it's really, really really powerful. Um, Now, their two bodyguards are ideas changemaker and physical explorer. So what's really nice about the physical explorer bodyguard is that that's a very important part of your personality. It's a very strong bodyguard for you. And the physical explorer bodyguard is one where when two people share it, it really is good. Okay, so because so some personality types like you wouldn't want someone who, I it would not be ideal for you to be with someone who also has the physical change maker component. You know that could get into uh, more confrontational stuff, but it would be awesome for you to be with someone who shares your physical explorer component. So, an ideas connector has the physical explorer bodyguard, which you have. And what that would mean is that the two of you can really in the, just have incredible in the moment sharing, you know, and that can mean lots of different things, but it really would be, be something that, that was just a real gem in your relationship. Um, and their other bodyguard, which is an ideas change maker. Um, so, their ideas change maker bodyguard and your physical change maker core could potentially absolutely have the potential to get into confrontation. But again, we're all humans, any relationship, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think that if they're a strong core, if you know, if their ideas connector core is strong, then their ideas change maker bodyguard is more likely to be mitigated, circumstantial, it's, it's, it's not going to be, you know, if there's, there's so, there would be so much else going for the relationship that, yeah, there might be moments where, you know, both of you are sort of chest pounding, you know, for a bit, and you know, One or for invariant, depending on the circumstance, one or both of you would be like, okay, well, let's just, let's just, you know, let's drop this, you know, like it's just, (laughs) this isn't worth it. You know what I mean? Like it's not something that would be front and center in your relationship. Um, So uh, basically, to give an overview, how you would know what this person would sort of look like when you were meeting them is in a group situation, they would be good listeners. Whoever wanted to express something, the ideas connector would be able to listen and understand it and be interested. They'd want to know. They love different perspectives. Again, ideas connector, right? It's what it sounds like. So they love knowing all these different ideas. They love kind of having a constant influx of thoughts and feelings that they can process. They can at times feel overwhelmed, so there will be times when suddenly they're just like, I need my alone time. I, I, I'm i done. Like I've, I've eh, time out, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so they would also very much respect your need to do that as well. In a group setting, they would be someone who was very gregarious, friendly, but not over the top bubbly, just very sort of organically involved in just the various trains of thoughts and feelings that were kind of going through the room. You know what I mean? Um, and then if you stop to talk to them, they might. So ideas connectors sometimes, sometimes have a resistance to focusing on one thing for very long. Um, you know, they, they, they like sometimes flitting from one thing to the next, or even within one project, kind of looking at it from different perspectives. They're not, you know, they don't tend to, their happy place is not sort of sitting and being hyper-focused. That's not their happy place. Now, the ideas change maker does exactly that, does tend to hyper-focus. So in theory, they would have the potential, hopefully to have that balance that when they needed to focus, they could, but it's not gonna be their default but hopefully they could if they needed to. Um, and so in a group setting, again, kind of gregarious, but just very organically connecting and understanding what's going on in the room. And anyone could feel like, any anyone will feel like they can talk to them. So anyone, people with opposing perspectives will all feel like they can go talk to that person. Okay. Um, and again, there'll be, um, if If you have a situation in a room again, lots of people lots going on, they're not gonna stay and talk to one person for for a super long period of time usually they'll want to kind of go around now, if you got into if if you approach someone like that and you started having a conversation, um, again, you might find that they jump from topic to topic um, and you might find that you're talking to them and there's something that you're really trying to get them to understand and that they then maybe are distracted, but it's not because they don't, they mostly in what I will say is that most of the time, whether you realize it or not, they actually understand what you've said and even probably know what you're going to say. So when they seem distracted, it's not because they're not listening. It's actually because they get it already. You know what I mean? Um, it's not always the case, but often that would actually be the case. And you wouldn't necessarily know that they wouldn't actually t- stop and say, Oh, I understand. So now can we change? They'll just flip to something else.
1: Um, I feel like that one just described a lot of me too. Like that mm-hmm. one, I really heavily, extremely heavily related to. I feel like I, hyper-focus on a million things at once.
0: Mm-hmm. As human beings um, in general, you can have people, we d- not can't, lots of people of different personalities share certain characteristics, right? Or behave in certain similar ways or appear to have certain similarities, right? So, because we're all human, right? and And, and sort of different combinations of personality traits can sort of end up manifesting in ways that look similar to a different combination and how that manifests and how that combination manifests. That would resonate with you, but it's coming from a different place in you. The Mm -hmm. thing with physical change makers is it literally, it's sort of like a, I mean, I'm saying pit bull. I don't mean that in an aggressive Mm -hmm. way, but it's like when a pit bull Wants to charge at something, it's effortless for that pit bull to charge. It would Mm -hmm. take a lot more effort to hold it back, right? Uh Yeah. So it's effortless for you because it's just the physical change maker. You see what I mean when I say? I guess when I say put in your all, you would not think it's hard. You would just be like, you would just in the moment. When I guess maybe I'm going to phrase it a little bit differently. There's no doubt. When you're doing something, you don't have doubt in your head that's sort of holding you back. Would you say, would you agree with that? That's
1: absolutely true. I, I don't, I, I it's gonna sound really bad, <laughs> but no, I don't doubt anything. If I exactly. want to do something, I just, yes. I, I mean, it. I just do it.
0: The difference between how you manifest that sort of set of characteristics and how an ideas connector would likely manifest it is that both are intense but in the intensity comes from a very different place so for you everything that you do there's no you're not holding back even in the most subconscious way. There's not an iota of doubt. There's not an iota of sort of questioning yourself, um, not just letting yourself be fully just charging for it. You know what I mean? There's no there's, there's no there's no second guessing. It's just what do you mean? It's it, it's effortless because because it's just it's whole, it's it's your whole being. With no doubt. You're you're just all in. You're all in. Does that make sense? Like
1: all in all the time.
0: All in if you're committed to doing something, if mm-hmm. you're if you're focused on something, if something is worth your attention, it's it's worth it for you to do it without doubting it. it yes, just, absolutely. Okay. And that may not feel to you like, oh, it's effortful, but it's intense if pe- to people around you to, to see that, right, to be around that, they feel your intensity. You don't feel it as intensity, but people around you perceive it as intensity because it's, it's, it's unusual, right? Most people don't, don't get to experience life that way. They don't get to not have doubts the way you do. That's really unusual. So to most people, that would come across as intense. And I'm not saying nothing negative about intensity. My, oh. my, I have no intensity is, is a good thing. I'm just saying that I'm trying to characterize and to really pinpoint how the similarities that sort of manifest between you and someone who would be an ideas connector at their root, have a fundamental difference. Each personality type can sort of tend to land at a particular spot on that spectrum. You, as a physical change maker, land on the little to no self-doubt end of the spectrum. Whereas ideas connectors land on the, at least some, if not a lot, of self-doubt end of the spectrum. And so... The difference would be if you are in a relationship with an ideas connector, I think there would be a lot of shared experience and you'd get each other and you'd really just, there'd be a lot of just really just, you know, golden, golden pieces to the relationship. What I would say is that you would want to be aware that there might be moments when you guys would feel that, wait a minute, you know, in each one of you might think this about the other, you know, I thought I really knew them. And I thought that we were just so in sync, but they have, you know, right now, they're just having a ridiculous level of, and each one of you would be thinking about the other, you know, just no self-doubt or so much self-doubt, you know what I mean? That would be the piece where, you know, it would be the potential to sort of just be like, oh my gosh, you know, just, you might think, oh my gosh, you know, why doesn't she just You know, just just stop doubting herself. And she might be thinking, you know, why is he just, you know, he's so like she might even think full of himself or whatever, you know, something (laughs) where it's just, you know, just no humility. You know what I mean? Um, And so I think that would just be. That would be the thing to be aware of. I still think that would be the best personality. I think I think there would be so much positive in the relationship that there's no question it could be worked out, but it would just be super important to be aware of that because if you weren't aware of it, it would catch you off guard. Because in the context of everything else that was working about the relationship in that moment, it wouldn't necessarily occur to you that it was just its own little issue. It would possibly feel like, oh my gosh, I've obviously misread this person all along. I thought we were compatible, but this is ridiculous. And it would be super important to really recognize that it is not a reflection of the kind of bigger picture aspect of the relationship. It really is a very specific characteristic within each of your personality types that once you sort of you know, knew it was there and sort of made room for, and both of you kind of got it that when it happened, you'd be like, Oh yeah, yep. We're there. Okay. You know, you'd be able okay. to laugh at it and sort of be like, okay. And I would say that probably what you would do in that moment is um, definitely each of you, you know, go to your corner, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're, 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 you know, whatever. And then sort of, do, do what, because each of you would sort of have um, the resources that you use within yourself to just sort of come back to center, um, you know, chill, whatever. And then you'd be able to come back and really just laugh at the situation. And then after kind of, kind of laughing at knowing that this is who you are, you would also be able to say, okay, you know what? It would be super, hel- each one of you would be able to say, you know, it would be super helpful for me if when I go to that place of, you know, the other, the, you know, she would say to you, it'd be super helpful for me if when I go to that place of self-doubt, um, if, you know, you could do this and you would say, you know what? It would be super helpful for me if, you um, when you feel like I'm not being supportive because it looks to you like I'm just being, you know, so sort of, you know, no humility, like I'm, you know, that that you express it to me in this way, or that you show me in this way, or that you ask me this question, you know, and then you could just set that up. And then you just know when you're in that place that you sort of isolate it, you don't let it just kind of um you don't let it contaminate, you know? You don't let it really just take over any other part of the relationship. You sort of keep it in its little, where it belongs, and and you just kind of, you know, you, you just sort of, yep, recognize it and do what you gotta do with it. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: It kind of resonates in both ways. Like, besides, you know, of course, the confidence thing, like, I, I'm i not gonna lie, I, I, I shouldn't be as confident as I am, but I do anyways. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um don't say don't say you shouldn't be as confident as you are, <laughs> you, are you? I mean I think yeah. one of the things I, I just I want to interject here is that every personality is I see personality as a toolbox mm-hmm. so we're all born into this world that is chock full of challenges barrage of challenges okay and our personality is what Gives us the ability to manage that. Mm-hmm. So it, the personality is, each personality type is a toolbox to manage life's challenges. So our core personality is what I consider our default toolbox. And then as we grow up, it's going to be pretty common that our core toolbox is just not going to feel like the best toolbox for the job um, for every situation we're in. And so we do have these bodyguard toolboxes. We all have things to learn. We all have ways where, you know, we need to mature throughout life. We need to kind of learn balance throughout life, all of us. But it's never about saying I shouldn't be so confident. That's at least for me, um, I'm 57 years old and, um, you know, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot, uh, in, in my lifetime and I I feel so strongly. And honestly, this is such an essential part of my brand of my personality algorithm is that it's all, I, I look at everything from a strengths based perspective, every personality is a set of strengths that is a gift that we're, we're using, is a gift that we're using to manage really just, just life, which is so, so hard. So I just wanna stand up and say, yes, you should be that confident. You know, I, I just really wanna wanted to interject that. Okay, now continue. Sorry, for, sorry for that. You know, long. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Go ahead.
1: No, no I, I like it a lot. I liked actually that that introduction a lot. Actually, um, I. So when when I, I kind of like the, the side point on that a little bit is, I guess, I don't ever really feel bad about being as confident as I am, but I also, I like to keep myself at least feeling like i'm like i I'm more of a humbling thing because I, you know I, i'm not the kind of guy that's going to go into a room and want to be in charge or want to take over control or want to do any of that crap i am i am beyond a free flow person that just un, the unfortunate thing that people keep telling me i don't even realize it i i get told this last week actually is Unfortunately, when I go into a room, I don't mean to. But people that have strong personalities, for some reason, I overtake them. And it's not on purpose. Yeah. But most people kind of just submit into whatever I then say. and I don't mean to. Yeah. It, it's I, I find it. I actually feel bad about doing that whenever someone tells me because. It, it, I never think about this kind of stuff unless I'm in a situation like now where we're talking about specifically the subject of personality and traits and all this stuff, I never really even think about it. It doesn't occur to me. I just, I feel like almost I just live and appreciate and I am confident in who I am. And I feel like you're right on, like, like we've touched on this a little bit, like, well, a lot, that essentially being confident in who I am is, I guess, going to be, just part of my core personality or just part of, you know, me.
0: Yes, yes. Um, Can I ask you to um, circle back to what you were saying about resonating? And I, oh, I kind yes, of yes. your thoughts about, um, again, what I said, does it sound like, based on what I've said about Ideas Connector and sort of the kind of Ideas Connector that I think would be a good fit for you? Do you agree? Do you not agree? Just any thoughts on that?
1: I guess this part about resonating like kind of as to kind of be part of that, uh, side thing. And then I'm, uh, going to go into where it resonates as, uh, you know, what I find attractive about it. Um, so like, like for that situation right there, where I'm, I kind of resonated as that personality trait was along kind of what I just really did. It just occurred to me, um, that I, but i do a lot is i flip from constantly new like new things and new subjects and i like i can have nine conversations at the same time and remember all of them and trickle back to all of them and be totally fine with it and that just seems like a normal conversation to me mm-hmm. and that's what i constantly do. that's kind of one of those things that resonates with me with as being as that trait um and then stuff that i find attractive about the trait or yeah keeping up with um, constantly changing and evolving ideas where nothing is the same thing ever. And constantly adjusting to new things, new ideas. And yeah, I, I understand that the, you know, the confidence thing where that's, um, you know, some self-confidence doubt to a little more than that. I feel like I wouldn't say that's a, that's attractive, but I do feel like anytime I, I find that in anybody, that I come across the first thing I, I don't intentionally, but it just comes out this way that I like to boost that. I don't like Ooh. seeing anybody in a position where they feel doubt. Like when I hear yeah. someone's ideas, yes, I i find myself immediately without thinking like, Oh my God, that's a fantastic idea. Now like, tell me more about it. What do you feel like you can expand on? And when they expand on that, I throw out some more ideas of my own and, collaborate with that person on just
0: because Mm -hmm. i don't
1: want things to happen just for me i just want everything to happen and i feel very much attuned to people and wanting them to succeed for no other reason than just wanting them to succeed yeah especially stuff that helps more than just one person
0: yes 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 um absolutely i guess one more question i want to ask you um If you were in a relationship with someone and they were feeling self-doubt, maybe a little anxiety, and you kind of were being supportive, but the person that you were in relationship with was still staying sort of stuck in that anxiety place or self-doubt place, would that what do you think you're internal response would be with would you feel frustrated would you what would you what would you feel and how, what do you think you would do
1: and when someone's feeling self-doubt yeah and they're feeling frustrated themselves yeah. the last thing i even have the time to do is add to frustration yeah and so yeah of course i'm going to help them along the lines of talking them through the problem at hand and right. if if someone is fully if, if, I've had situations like from the opposite end of the spectrum where one is like, they're determined to be frustrated and never move. Yes. And on, on on those situations, I don't force the subject. Yeah. I'm not going to do the work for them. I'm not going to push them like, like, I mean, like physically push them into something they just don't want to do because if they're going to be pushing that situation, it's going to fail. Yep. And that will cause in, in my mind, more frustration and more self doubt. Because it's not—they're not ready for the situation at hand. Exactly. And so, but then there's also the people that just need that little bit of nudge and support. Yeah, hundred percent. That's, that's what it is. It's just a little bit of support and talking them through what it is that they're so doubting of. And when they're doubting in this little thing, that's just—it realistically, when they step back and look at the big picture, it's so insignificantly small. And why are they getting hung up on this one thing? It, it's just. That sometimes all you need is someone to circle you back, take yep. a step back, look yeah. at it all, and and be like, okay, now that it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like a big problem anymore, this this big this big circle is now, you know, like like now tiny in comparison with the circle that's around it. So a choice can be made, or something that can be fought through, and realize that no, that's that's insignificant. It doesn't matter. Let's move on to the next problem. And that other one's going to be fixed because this other problem's fixed too. So I guess all around, I'm just trying to say, like, the way I would go about it would be to help them help themselves. Because I'm not someone who does, I'm not someone who fixes problems for people. I just don't believe in it. I don't believe in doing someone else's problem, someone else's issue. I will will always be there to back them up, though.
0: Wow. This has been such a powerful discussion and, um, really awesome. I mean, it's just, it's just been so great chatting with you and really getting to know you and talking about the personality type that I think would be really compatible for you. And, oh, I don't want to forget, um, how can people reach out to you? How, what's your social media or how would you like people to reach out to you?
1: Like I, Social media for me, the the big one I'm on is Instagram. Uh, that's kind of the only one that I actually reach out to people that reach out to me. My Instagram handle is Ray Serbeck Official. Um, you just spell that. Yeah, R A E S E R B E C K, and then official great. I was, I was going to thank you for having me on. And you it know, was, it was awesome. I liked, I liked having this conversation. I, I deep in-depth stuff like this. I do really, I do really enjoy this kind of stuff.
0: Awesome. It's been such a pleasure having you on this episode on my podcast and uh, really just have a wonderful day and everyone listening. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time. Thank you for listening in to this Speaking of Dating Profiles interview. If you are single and looking and would like to be interviewed, please send us a message through our contact form on www.unconflict.com. That's www.unconflict.com. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Speaking of Humanity, a podcast about human connection.